You're listening to the Savvy Citizen Podcast. I'm Adam Gobb. Today, we're speaking with Laura Sexton. She's a Spanish teacher here in Gaston County and is working as an artist as well. She was an artist in residence this summer at the Van Gogh exhibit that was over in the Blumenthal Performing Arts Center in Charlotte. We're talking to Laura about how that helped develop her as an artist, what she learned from working with other artists there, and what her goals are for her art in the future. So we are here with Laura Sexton. She is a local Spanish teacher, um, but we're actually speaking with her today uh, about her artwork. And you were recently selected to be involved in the um, Immersive Van Gogh exhibit over at the Blumenthal Center in Charlotte, correct? Yep. So how, how all did that happen? So Blumenthal put out a call for artists, uh, I think in June, and I saw the ad on Instagram, and you, you applied with you know things like your socials, with your bio, and some sample artworks, and your connection to Vincent. Okay. So tell us a little bit about your art, like how you got into doing art and what you learned, I guess, from, from being in that uh, artist in residency. So the nine-year-old over there takes full credit for it. Oh, good. Because uh, we started at Mommy and Me classes at Wine and Design. Oh, nice. Oh, and, wow. And then uh, I work at the Wine and Design in Gastonia now because, you know, you got to feed the habit after a while. Right. And um, and you run out of wall space. So, um, <laughs> so yeah. So uh, my proposal when I applied was to do something with Sister Cities because one thing that I really enjoyed kind of as a Spanish teacher is uh, taking trips with students to Peru because we have the Sister City in Peru, but we end up like all over Peru, like we, we start in Cusco and then we come down to Lima in Surco where the actual sister city is and then we get to hang out with them and I've, I've gotten to persuade some students to go and like they got to, and I, I was like, oh, when you see the Andes, it'll change you and mm. and so then there were Instagram posts with that exact quote from their Spanish teacher. Nice. <laughs> and so, and so like I wanted to take a little bit of my home here in Gastonia. Mm-hmm. I'm a transplant, but I married a Gastonia boy and Good call. Yeah. <laughs> he says he says that I'm lucky he can read. <laughs> yep. <laughs> but as a as a teacher in Gaston County, I don't know how to feel about that. <laughs> but um so yeah, so I, I wanted to take some scenes that like really are special moments from here at home and some special moments from trips to Peru and just kind of work with them at the same time. And so I, I stepped out and did some larger paintings than I'd ever done before to kind of capture some of those things. How many artists participated in the exhibit? So we have a rotation, and Charlotte is way cooler than everywhere else because really? um, most places only get one artist in residence at a time, and then they rotate with three shifts during the exhibit. Okay. So like a month-long tour, if you will, for each. Okay. And, um, but I, I was with, there with two other artists, with Zaria McPherson and with Rosalia Torres-Wiener, and who is a famous muralist because people recognize her in the street, even though <laughs> her husband says she hasn't signed autographs yet. But like, it, so, and like, Zaire is an academic who is, you know, a visiting artist at Duke. Oh, wow. Yeah, and Rosalie has been doing this for years and has murals all over the area. And, you know, I, I'm here just kind of jumped in from the wine and design. Is that is that a little bit, you're sitting there with a little bit of imposter syndrome going, what am I doing here? <laughs> there was a bit of that, but then when, when we we're there, it was, it was really cool because... Like we both, we all three clearly had, you know, a thing for color mm. and that's probably why we're there and some of our, our depictions and things like that. And so like we could really relate to each other, but our styles were completely different. And it's, so usually, usually the nine-year-old gets the questions about like, is this done yet? Ah. And, and she, she takes her job very seriously mm-hmm. and, and she answers to mean child when, <laughs> when I need the harsh criticism because the brother's trying to be meaner, but, but that, and dad will not be mean most of the time. 
but, but instead I had like two professional artists. I could be like, hey, so is this done? And, and we're having like, you know, this professional muralist tell you, oh, don't touch it. And it's like, oh, wow. Oh, that's beautiful. And then, and then like, but then like the, the academic could be like my, my mean child. And she'd be like, I think if you do this. And it was, <laughs> it was wonderful. But she would also, you know, tell me, don't touch it. And it's, it was just, it felt really collegial. And it felt like I, I didn't feel out of place. And I felt like we each filled like categories that complemented each other. And it was really, it was really special. That's got to be torture to see your own work and think, oh, this little spot, this little spot, and want to keep keep going, right? That, but th- this helped a lot with that because yeah. the first really big one I did, I, I was I kept messing with it for days. And, you know, me child said that I needed to, <laughs> and um, and I was messing with it. It was a scene of a uh, river in Peru, and like one of my favorite places we go, like every time, and um, I, I kept messing with it, and and then I moved on to a Rankin Lake piece, and. Oh. And I was like, oh, I was going to go, go through the same process with that. And then Rosalia called me on my weekend on a Wednesday, and she's like, they want to buy it now. She, and I was like, but I have still stuff to do. She's like, no, they, they want it like it is. Oh, and so, okay. so I was like, oh, well, you know, uh, other people <laughs> see it, then okay. And, she, and, like, that really helped me fixate less on the minutia. And I think it really helped develop my style in a way that was less fussy and more, more me. Yeah, that's awesome. When it looked like from your Instagram that you produced a lot of art <laughs> while you were there. I mean, I was I was amazed at how much, I mean, it seemed like every day you were posting new things. It's like, oh, I was working on this, and I just completed this. And it's like, wow. That's why Rosalie says I get to work for her someday. Yeah. Because uh, like, I just kept going because at home, you know, there are things to distract you. And right. And I was working. Mean child. And, yeah. <laughs> well, and, you know, I was working from her tiny bedroom because, ah. like, she she had switched to the bigger room for a while, but now we're switching back, and so there's a whole rigmarole there. Mm. But um, we, so I, like, I had a limited space, and so I did, like, I had an easel that could stretch out that much, but, like, it would hit the walls, and so I was like, I had the room, I'm going to use it, and, and I just kept going, and I was like, and we we're supposed to, you know, try and make sure one of us was there pretty much all the time, so I was like, well, I'm going to be here, so... And I, and I had the idea, I had the, the scenes picked out that I wanted to choose from. So I go, all right, that one's done, next one. And like, oh, I've got an easel free, time for another big one. That's amazing. Um, so speaking of um, your posts, I think um, Elizabeth Harry, she she was going to originally join in on this. She has, we talked about her earlier, she has a background um, with Davidson College, the art gallery. Gallery? Yeah, art gallery. gallery. Okay. So she has experience with the art gallery at Davidson, um, and she was so excited to have the chance to talk to you, but she couldn't be here today. But um, So she had a couple questions, and she said, you know, looking at your posts and stuff, she noticed that you did a lot of um, portraits, um, a lot of portrait work with people in masks. That's probably not the right word. She used <laughs> a different word, Port- portraiture work. Is that right. what um, So she said she was curious about your process or the, just that process in general, when you're doing someone's portrait, what do you talk about? Just what goes on during that session? So, well, so all, all those were stolen from Facebook selfies. Oh, nice. um, and all of the mass portraits were teacher friends. Okay. Because uh, I noticed that, like, well, I, I kind of got the idea from like watching Bree Stallings' uh, Eye series. Yeah, and yeah. I was like, so I want to have something in common if I'm going to do all of those. And so I had started collecting masks and like just saving them on Facebook when my friends posted them. And then I started putting them into categories like, oh, this is a floral one. Oh, this is a school mask. Oh, this is uh, Disney because, like, lots of Disney teachers out there. Sure. Yeah. And, um, and so I was going through – so I, I, I was saving them for a while. And then long about December, I, I decided if I'm going to do this, then I'm going to do it every day. I'm going to art every day. And so that really gave me something 
that I knew what I could do next. So I, the first series idea that I had. And, and I had like hundreds to choose from. And what I would do is I would take their selfie, sketch it, send it to them and say, would you mind if I painted this for the series I'm working on? Usually they were pretty cool with it. Some, you know, took a couple months to get back. And, um, and I'd, I'd give them approval, like, do you want anything adjusted on this before I post it online? And, and they, were, they were pretty generous. I don't know if they were just saving my feelings. But um, everyone was cool with it. And um, no, They're I, awesome. I'm, I'm stalking you on Instagram right now, actually. <laughs> okay. So those are, those are teacher friends. And then I organized them into grids later. And, like, the only thing that all those teachers really have in common is that I know them and that mm. they're teachers, and that they were wearing masks. So, and it was an excuse because I don't have to ask myself permission. So there's a lot of self-portraits. Sure. So I had a self-portrait in the middle of each, and uh, different kinds of teachers uh, around different subjects, uh, different mask styles, and I just kind of organized them like that because I feel like the I, like our strength was in our collaboration, mm. and so I made little networks of us. Yeah, yeah. We did an episode um, probably when we first started out with the podcast with a teacher at Gaston County School through COVID and just mm-hmm. hearing about that as a teacher. She was, what grade was she? First, I think. First or second, yeah. Yeah. Um, so how's that been? It's It's been a new experience. And yeah. I, I got to say, I was I was liking the flexible hours on like the Wednesdays when we hit yeah. yeah. that. Yeah. And that, that did facilitate the mass painting a little bit. Yeah. But um, like I just, you just couldn't get to know the kids as much and it was harder to learn their names. I taught in CMS for one year, mm-hmm. but we had like alternating schedules and I felt like I never knew who was who. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It was sheer volume as well. But then like this year, like I, I could get their names, but then I wouldn't see them for for like five whole days. And mm-hmm. and it's like, yeah, like they say there's all these things you can do with discussion boards. And there was a certain amount of connection there. But overall, it was just kind of like, are, are we a class? And yeah, yeah. That's kind of how it was here too with new staff coming on board during mm-hmm. all this like... Are we a team? Yeah. Right. What's going on here? Um, so do you ever combine Spanish, your sp- teaching Spanish with your love for art? I, I've been trying to think of ways to do that. And last year we had two new students who came to us at the same time, one from Colombia, one from Mexico. Oh. And they just came hung out with me on planning just so, like, I could help them with anything and, and you know, pick their brains and steal their Spanish. There you go. <laughs> and so, like, one time – and they, they – ex- they were into art. I think one was drawing, or she was showing me one of her projects for her class. I was like, so would you like to do a painting together? And so I walked them through a painting in Spanish. And so I have some videos of us doing that for future use, but I haven't figured out what that use is. Yeah, yeah. It'll come to you. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I'm, I'm still pondering that. Trust the process, which yeah, yeah. is <laughs> probably something you have to say a lot as an artist. Oh, yes. <laughs> I'm the one in design all the time. I wonder if the, going back to the masks, the, the paintings of that, Elizabeth, had in the questions she had given us, she she was asking whether or not you think that this is going to be almost like a, a symbol of this whole time of COVID, something that you look back on and, like, more than anything else, like, that's the thing that you'll associate with COVID is that mask. I, I really see the, the mask series as a symbol of the resilience, the creativity, the compassion and commitment of teachers. Mm. And so, like... In theory, we all know that teachers were like that before COVID. Sure. But this time, like, they had, they put something on their face to show you exactly what it looked like. And so it, I, I felt like it was kind of the face you chose because, like, all these were pictures that they had posted. So it's something they wanted people to see, what right. they wanted to know about them. They wanted to know that they were wearing their masks. They wanted them to know that it, it could be cool, you know, in a teacher way. And <laughs> and that they could... As bring, cool as teachers can be to kids. You know, right. Yeah. <laughs> Every once in a while. But... um. You take them to the Andes, it helps. Uh, yeah. But, oh, yeah. yeah. Oh. But um, 
the I felt like the masks showed like how they, how they bring their style like and then they just like put it out there like all right we're doing this and then they just go with the flow and they make it their own and and like a lot of people are like oh I don't want to look at masks ever again when they when they see those and yeah. I I just liked how I liked how they were able to you know show what we wanted to show mm-hmm. I did not like trying to get people to understand me in a second language through them but it was not as bad as I thought it would be on that part yeah that's something I didn't think about it was hard enough to hear what a you know, cashier somewhere was saying with a mask on because you're so used to be, you know, just picking up on lip, re- lip, yeah. Read, lip, yeah, whatever. And just like facial cues. Facial and, cues, yeah. yeah. Um, and then, or just even to know to listen because someone's talking because you see their mouth moving. Like a lot of times yeah. I just didn't see a mouth moving, so I didn't try to listen. So yeah, I didn't, I've never thought about how that would translate to trying to teach someone a second language as well or a group of students a second language. I was worried that it was going to be impossible when they couldn't see my mouth, but like, it, we just kind of made it happen. I think the smaller class sizes from the COVID contributed to that a lot because, like, when I'd hear a voice, like, there were few enough people in the room I could figure out whose it was yeah. usually. But it, it was, like, some, some of my friends went out and got, like, clear see-through oh, masks. Yeah. And those looked terribly uncomfortable, but <laughs> they swore by them. Did they not just get foggy the whole time? I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> but, my, like, one of my French teacher friends was really proud of hers. And um, so I never got to that stage, but the, like generally they could understand me. And I think more like any breakdown that we had with the levels they would usually get to was largely from the limited contact hours and not from the mask itself. You know, what's fascinating to me is that you take a selfie and put it in like a Van Gogh. Well, that's not how you say it really, right? How, have y'all been saying it correctly? Van Gogh? Isn't it like Van Van Gogh? Van Gogh. Van Gogh. Like ah. that, I've, I've gotten corrected by drunk people at one. Ah, Okay. <laughs> Well, we have to listen to them. Yes. Well, then we got the signs everywhere, like, go this way at the exhibit. So, uh, so and now oh. Mean Child says that's the only way she's going to spell it. And so, <laughs> so, like, they apologize for future spelling tests. Okay. Um, anyway, so you take a selfie and you put it into Van Gogh types of style, right? That's that's fascinating to take something from, like, as modern as it can be, a, ma- a selfie with a mask on and put it back to Van Gogh times. That's just so, so interesting. That's just how it kind of came out. Also, like, Van Gogh things are really popular at Wine and Design. So, like, the whole Starry Night style is something mm-hmm. that, like, we, we always do. And uh, I've had a hard time figuring out how to describe my style. And a heavy handed, it comes into it. And I think that's that's fair for Van Gogh, too. Is it? Okay, I was going to say, because I didn't realize if it was linked or not, his style versus yours. But maybe you're influenced by his style a little bit. It was, like, the, the masks weren't consciously mm-hmm. him until, like, I started doing mask on him. Yeah. But, um... Oh, yeah, so you have a... Oh, that's I awesome. I that was, like... And they're, they're on little VIP cards for ah. people who get those passes didn't at the exhibit. did he cut off an ear, though? Yeah, so there's oh. one with a bandage. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, so how is, how is the mask going to work for him? So, uh, <laughs> so I envision it as inside the bandage, I think. Okay. So, okay. 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 So, yeah, um... That makes perfect sense. Yeah, well, and, you know, you know. the things that I would never, I've never had to think about. Right. How did, how would Van Gogh wear a mask? In You'd have to get one of those that like goes all the way around the head. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I got, I got one of those from one of my teacher friends. Uh, like I don't, I don't have a lot like that, but she <laughs> sent me one because she had a Frida Kahlo mask that was just beautiful. Uh-huh. And she's like, well, you can have one too. And she sent me one, and it's like one of those with elastic all the way around. Right. So you feel really safe and protected. Mm-hmm. I see also through stalking your Instagram that you've done some pictures of um, like downtown Gastonia and yeah, they're beautiful. Yeah. And so like I've been since the residency finished for me and there's three new artists in there uh, through uh, like mid August and then there'll be three more. Like I've been trying to think, okay, what's next? And so I've been collecting pictures. I like, cause like I take pictures everywhere. And in fact, me and child and I went on a little visit of Bel- Belmont yesterday cause mm. there's a contest coming up. Well, 
well, older brother was at Boy Scouts, and um, we just were taking pictures of stuff that looked pretty, and and it was, and I feel like the only connection that, like all my stuff really has subject-wise is that besides that I usually take pictures, is that it has to do with memories, and so like we were making memories together, went and had our like our little Mexican cokes at the everyday market, and mm. and so so that when I when I paint those, it'll kind of like bring that back and so a lot of the Gastonia ones I've done have been like from our walks like on the Greenway and and our walks downtown and we used to do some Pokemoning downtown and I remember Pokemon Go was uh, my gosh like everybody like wandering around looking like crazy people like Uh looking at their phones and like yeah and it was big in downtown Gastonia or maybe just because I worked here and saw it but that we'd drive by and be like oh those are our people yeah (laughs) do you ever geocache have you ever geocache um I think I think they didn't scout one time, but I didn't, haven't done My it. My father-in-law is huge into it. They've done it, like, all over the state. So I've done it in some crazy places. I did it in <laughs> Cuba. I found a really? geocache. Yeah, and then I don't know where it is now. I was going to yeah. get somewhere else. It was like a traveling thing that came in the geocache. But there's one nearby. There's a lot nearby here, by the way. Interesting. I found them all. My best friend, another <laughs> teacher in Kentucky, she she does that with her kids. And yeah. I haven't gotten that far yet. It's a great way to, like, be able to get outside and just see places and, and kind of put, like, you know little bit of a thinking cap on while you're searching for clues too yeah or high little you just high little memories like some people will like have a geocache that they they'll put a memory from something mm-hmm. in a little place and hide it for other people to see and say hey i found this it's just interesting this has nothing to do with art <laughs> <laughs> they got those stones that you can leave places oh yeah yeah oh yeah the rock the whatever city rocks thing where you people yeah. find the rocks yeah no, it's on the greenway's been doing stuff with that we have a tendency to do this we yeah. doing our budget <laughs> episode that devolved into conversations about what the best type of mac and cheese is yeah, so yeah. that's important knowledge right there we it could do is. a whole separate podcast based on mac and cheese oh my gosh yeah. <laughs> that, that got some heated conversation going because we have like <laughs> most of the budget team here and there was there were some very strong opinions oh, yes. you're listening to the savvy citizen podcast i'm adam gob here with my co-host janet schaefer we're talking with laura sexton who's a local spanish teacher she was one of the artists in residence during the summer's van gogh exhibit over at the Blumenthal Performing Arts Center in Charlotte. What what do you think is your favorite thing to be able to paint? Is it is it people? Is it landscapes? I mean, obviously, having been to Peru several times, you, it seems like you draw a lot of inspiration from kind of the, the natural landscapes there. You know, what do you find inspires you? As far as landscapes, I really like the the connection between like the architecture and the the natural things like the combinations together. So when we were checking out Belmont Lane, I was like, "That's a nice building," and I was like, "Ah, oh, but it needs it needs trees." <laughs> and so the the combination and it was funny because Zaire at the residency, she she was pretty much strictly a portrait artist, and she did like some sculpture and photography and stuff as well. But I got her to do some landscapes, and that was what she went for too. It was like mm. a little bit of like she had this cool little brick building with some little shrubberies and a tree and. Like she would have like a lake, but then there would also be you know, something, something, str- a house by it. Okay. And so like that combination really intrigues me. Um, I do like doing people, even though Mean Child says that is not my strong suit. Um, <laughs> she, Boy, they, you she, do? she's not going <laughs> to hold back, is she? No, no, that's that's why I can rely on her, you know, because mm-hmm. she will tell me honestly. And she, she also, she, she does sandwich things, though. She'll tell you what she likes, too. So she's, oh, that's good. She's an excellent critic. Oh, I want to hear. Can we hear from Mean Child? <laughs> mean Child is here with us. You sure? Okay. I just want to, I'll, I'll repeat it. What are your favorite things for her to paint? Flowers. Flowers, yeah. Yeah, you can't beat a good flower painting. Yeah, and we did a lot with the Van Gogh flowers, copying his flowers. 
and you know she had to approve those of course oh yeah he has the orange is it like orangey so he's got he's got a whole series of like 20 30 sunflowers oh wow and i did not realize that i just knew that he was associated with sunflowers and irises from college like apparently they have seeped into my brain because i just like whipped one of those out because they were on my, my dorm wall forever yeah, so I, I did a lot of those, and that was kind of exploring more his style, but it was really interesting painting from paintings, and I didn't realize how many flowers he had done. I knew about the sunflowers and the irises, but I learned, like, botany along with it, because, like, I had never heard of fritillaries. Oh, wow. Oh, I didn't okay. know a ranunculus was the proper term for a buttercup, like, oh. Yeah. Oh, everybody knows about the ranunculus. Come on now. <laughs> well, I, I did, like, a little Instagram poll, and apparently I was alone, but there were, like, two people that would admit it, but, yeah, so I did, I did a lot with that, and then... And you can explore a lot with flowers. And I've done a lot with, like, some of our trips to Mexico. Like, we went to Ishkaret where they had, um, like, a botanical thing. And I did mm-hmm. some bromeliads from there over and over. And she got tired of those. But, okay, but like, you can try new things with those. And, and I felt like it was a way to just kind of contain the visuals. And, like, I felt like it ended up containing kind of emotions, too. Like, when an emotion would pop up, like, one of the flowers would pop up in my brain. Like, I had, that, like, a visual connection now. And so it was kind of, I felt like it circumscribed it by, by doing the florals with that and I, I enjoy doing those I, I like I enjoy mixing it up too and I like I like painting them but they don't always like how they turn out <laughs> well and it's not like when you're when you're doing a painting you're trying to do an exact likeness like there is the artistic side of it that you're you're adding different flavor to yeah. it essentially I, I was for a while and and then I, I heard an art coach at one point and she's like I don't think that's you mm. I was like oh Okay, so so I've got like this one little Machu Picchu painting that's just kind of there, like ultra as realistic as I can get. And I saw that one too. Stalking you. If it's if it's one from the residency, though, that's not the ultra realistic. Uh, okay. That's one where like okay. I randomly added orange, even though there's no orange as far uh, as I know. Okay, okay. But yeah, there's a lot of Machu Picchu's in my history. Okay. So you talked a little bit earlier about like now that the residency's done, what's next for you? Obviously, we're not too far away from from school getting started. How does that change for you? I'm assuming that that eats into your time pretty considerably to be able to paint during the school year. It does. It does. But, like, I found with the starting the arting every day that I was able to produce a lot more than I thought. And, you know, after I'd done 20 mass portraits, like, it got faster. And I could do sometimes even two in a day without, you know, stretching myself too far. As a veteran teacher, I have learned to, like, temper things because I used to make so much work for myself. Mm. And that part of why I don't teach English anymore because I <laughs> don't need to grade any more essays ever again in my life. Ah. I, I've learned to – it helps me balance so I'm not, like, devoting every cell to to that. And so I'm like, okay, so I've got done enough here. And, like, and I think COVID actually helped with that too because it's like you've done what you can do, just mm-hmm. let it go. Mm-hmm enjoy the results that you are getting and then just kind of go from there so like as long as i art one day and then like i've got my stuff done or i know when i can get it done then it's it's i hope it'll work out but we're going back to the five days i think maybe that's kind of what this is for me like i can sit and work in excel all day every day but doing this is a nice little yeah but for adam i mean kind of his job so yeah. it's probably super stressful for him sorry not really <laughs> this is this is the part of my job i enjoy like i have to do a lot of like um press releases and speech writing and that sort of yeah. stuff. So, like, this is more of, like, the creative outlet for me, yeah. too. Yeah. And so, like, people will come up to the residency, and they'd be like, oh, is it is it stressful? Do you mind if I watch? I'm like, let me put it this way. 18 years in high school. I'm like, <laughs> you got this. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> you're not throwing spit wads at me, and you're not taking a nap in <laughs> class, or you're not, you know, trying to subtly, like, text your girlfriend. Yeah. yeah. The, the texting is the, I have yet to see a spitball in my 18 years, but. Wow. Yeah. Oh, Congratulations. Maybe I just 
didn't know what they looked like. Anyway, <laughs> you know, I honestly don't even know how to do a spitball. So maybe they, maybe it died off. You apparently were not the rebel in, in no, school growing up. It's assault now, you know, so you can't. Well, that's true. That's true. Anything else about the residency um, that you wanted to talk about, about just kind of what that experience was like or, or um, kind of what you learned while you were there that we didn't ask about? I, I didn't know that kind of job existed. Like, I, I knew about teaching and all that. No, maybe I should do the art and the teaching. But, like, go, going into work every day, getting paid to hang out with other art lovers and just do your art all day is was just a really refreshing kind of thing because it was – so it's just like, because like previously, the only way that I really could find my people, so to speak, upset, mm-hmm. you know, the occasional student who also was obsessed with Peru, um, was like going to conferences, teacher conferences, and okay. and with the COVID, not so much. Yeah. And the, the online conferences didn't really do it for me. But like, it was just around people who were into Van Gogh, who were into colors, who were into, you know, so many people trying to persuade me to try oils and, or, mm. or who shared my fear of oils and like, and we, and we just got to talk about, like, what they tried and, like, what they recommend. And, like, I learned about acrylic paint pens. And, like, just, it was, like, a learning and growing experience. And it was just, it's just a place to do your thing. And so was this your first time collaborating with other artists, technically, or no? Other than Mean Child, yes. Okay. We, we did a collaboration. So was it intimidating? Or was were they, like, very encouraging? Or what was that like? Because I'm not one for intimidation. Usually. Okay. I just, like go in and like I have the thoughts inside but I'll like just do the thing and worry about it afterwards um yeah well and you know there were artists there were artists at wine and design and like we right yeah collegial there and like we'd assist each other and there's one who I haven't seen in a while who's really missed Torben always helped us a lot and um you know that was really kind of collegial and fun too so I wouldn't say it was intimidating it was just it was it was refreshing because like as we were we were artists so we would sit there like really in, in involved in our own thing yeah. but we would also if we had if we saw like a break in the other's concentration we would like go wander over and and like so what do you think you're like oh i love that and that's good i'm imagining me walking in and being like oh I'm just hiding my <laughs> canvas and running out <laughs> yeah. i mean they picked me and then so also along the process i, I found a hype woman on instagram so Ooh. so like everybody yes. needs a good hype person yeah and so like my husband says that he he's the one who persuaded me to to apply and like one of the artists from arts on the greenway just casually describe my painting as Van Gogh-esque at one point and but like Megan Burney is an artist in Mount Holly and she she's like oh you should totally do it and it's like oh I would die if there was a Van Gogh mask in my VIP bag and it's like so she was just like yes do it and like and we didn't actually meet until I was like buying sunflowers at Michael's and she's like Laura because because sunflowers and Van Gogh so she figured mm-hmm. and so like she was like I was like do you think I was talking to her just last night like does this work does this look good she's like and, and she would give me suggestions, you know, and, and so, like, sh- she's, like, just kept me going all along the way, and, like, she's, like, no, this is amazing, and I'd be, like, well, what about this one versus this one? She's, like, they're both amazing, and so, so, like, that, that, that kind of, like, eliminated a lot of the stress from the beginning, because, like, Megan thinks it's awesome, it's got to be something awesome about her. So, you ran into her while you were buying, you met her for the first time in person while you were buying. Yeah. Fla- at Michael's, of course. Sunflower, you know. at Michael's, and she saw, she's, like, oh, sunflowers. Were they, f- that's, like, <laughs> That's like um, a meet cute, as they call it, but like for yeah. friends. <laughs> yeah, because yeah. well, like we we talked on Instagram before, and and she's like, I wonder who would be assigned buying some. Fly- <gasps> uh, yeah, that's crazy. That's not, that's crazy. Yeah. And I've worked with Megan a ton because she's one of the folks at Caramont that works and oh. yeah. does their PR. I don't think we've ever met in person, but we've 
worked and talked on the phone. They'll buy you some sunflowers at Michael's. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> Small world. I'm just going to go stand by the flower section at Michael's waiting for my new best friend to find me. Or my hype woman. <laughs> my hype woman. Yes. 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 Because yes. yes. <laughs> that, that's how she, like, when, when I'm introducing to other people, that's who she says she is. Yes. Hype woman. I love that. You just need to, you need to, like, hire an intern or somebody, like, every, whenever you finish a project or something, like, just come by your office and be like, boom! <laughs> <laughs> you got that. this! <laughs> but, but you need, you need the mean child of honesty also, because, like, yeah. Cause yeah. like, my husband will be like, that looks great, and he'll be like, is that, like, a... I don't know what to say. Looks great, or is that like, <laughs> you know, like he, well, he has? To, he actually says like, "Wow!" If you know it's actually good, and then you mm-hmm. don't know if he doesn't. And it's like, are you being nice? <laughs> so, so that and the, and like the high woman, she's like, "Well, what if you did this?" Like, so she, so she's honest, and she's got yeah, she's got all the, the the friendly criticism down. And Adam, I'll come by here and bang on this glass window and <laughs> hype you up, or just nice. tear you down. There you go. One. I'm good with either one. I'll keep you on your toes. Yeah, it's, it's, it's got to be the gentle tear down, like, like yeah, Adam, Megan. I'll just come by and say, wow. And you don't know if it's bad or good. <laughs> just, just walk by the hallway with the paper that just says you suck. Just put it up there and then just keep walking, like no context. Yeah. yeah that's a good idea. You can do that to the budget office too. You guys are like kind of tucked or away hidden. in your yeah. corner though. And it's yeah. like a lot of times the lights are out and it's like, it's a little intimidating. It's like, is everybody, is everybody back there? I don't, I don't know. We're there. We're just <laughs> in, into that Excel spreadsheet. Crunching the numbers. Yep. I, I start hearing the song, Hello Darkness, My Old Friend, as, <laughs> as I walk towards the office. Yep. yep. My, my dad did budgets at UNC Pembroke. Really? He, he was very much, had his little hole. That oh, that's where I went to grad school. <gasps> yeah, cool. Yay. He was there for years. He loved it. I did. And I, was I he did, in the budget depo- or the, he was like, I don't know, he used to be called a budget officer before he moved here, but like he's. Yeah, he was like over all the budget stuff. What's his name? Roger Killian. Okay, like he didn't do anything directly with kids, really. Yeah, but mm. but UNC Pembroke. Like I started taking Spanish classes when I was kind of getting bored with English mm-hmm. at UNC Pembroke, and like there was one professor from Peru who was like kind of friends with my dad, and I took a, a class or two with her, and I walked into the residency one day with my canvases in my arms, and I hear behind me, "Hola." Like, well, they must think be talking to me. And it was her, like, oh, from wow. USC Pembroke. I hadn't oh. seen her, like, since he was a baby, and wow. a teenager. And so that was, that was really, really cool. cool. Yeah, it all came together. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Was there a particular piece that you worked on that you were most proud of when you were at the residency? I was pretty proud of the Machu Picchu piece. Yeah. And, and like, I, I got on a, a kick doing, like, Starry Night Island things that were really really popular and like I started trying to make Van Gogh more rainbowy and I called my rainbow style mm. and um like that like I just felt like I found something new and unique that was me when I did those too and so I would, I would say probably that Machu Picchu piece and like the, the island series I think those are pretty cool still stalking so. oh by all means <laughs> so in um I noticed that when you were posting some of these things up there like it seemed like as, as quickly as you were posting them they were getting snapped up by people. So, like, I would try and program my post because they say that's what you're supposed to do. Mm-hmm. So, um, they sometimes I I wouldn't wouldn't have them on the schedule to be posted until after they were already bought. But sometimes I was like, okay, well, I'm going to post one that isn't bought yet, and mm-hmm. and then I was like, oh, there it went. <laughs> there it goes. So there's there's a couple left, but and like since I have the big room again at home, then I have places to put it up. And we we had to take down some of the line and designs from like three years ago. Okay. Got to make space for the new stuff. Yeah. The kids are like, oh, yeah, paint over that. They're, they're <laughs> not as sentimental as I am. 
is that um, do you do copies of any of them, or is it basically once you've done the original and it's sold, it's kind of like that was it? That's the that's the baby, and the baby's gone. Uh, like the Van Gogh flowers, I and did some of the more popular ones, a little bit larger, mm-hmm. and then like my my friends were like, "How do I buy my mask?" I'm like, "I stuck it in a grid with eight other people." Um, right. <laughs> know, you want me to repaint it? And so I would do that, and and that I've done that a few times, but you know I don't I don't really have qualms about about redoing it. I get a little frustrated when it doesn't look the same. Or, or that I let the other one go out to the world, not looking like the one I'm working on now. Mm. But, but overall, yeah, like I'm, I'm not precious about that. Why does I you can't like you paint the same thing over and over? Well, that's I feel like that's part of the art is like the uniqueness of each individual one, and it's not no two are going to look exactly alike. Yeah, yeah, and just le- letting it come out as itself rather than trying to make it what it was. So if people want to see your work, where's the best place for them to find it? Probably on Instagram. I've got a website. Okay. So um, also that I've got to update that because most of the stuff is sold now. But um, <laughs> we're, we're giving you more work right before the school year. Yeah, great. No. <laughs> yeah. All, all for that. So that is www.sexton.art, but the Sexton is with no vowels. So. S-X-T-N? Dot art. That, that has like all the masks there, except for like I'm working on a few uh, teachers with their with proof of their vaccination like some of them have oh, band-aids cool. some have the stickers some have the card and they they are also posted to facebook that's really neat and so i've got like a mandarin teacher that i met through through doing the mask series and then i've got like his old violin teacher and so i got a little variety there so my old gaston county pinnacle friends that's awesome i know you talked about machu picchu was there and obviously you've you've done some different um, kind of landscape scenes in Gaston County. Is there any one of those that's kind of stuck out to you? It's like, oh, I'm really proud of that one, or that one, like, really stood out to you. I sit, I sit them, and, like, when they're gone, it's like, oh, I missed that piece. But, like, I, I don't know if it's nostalgia. I, I was re- really pretty proud of the Shield Museum one, of the little barn behind the Shield Museum. Oh. And, like, I got kind of, the, I felt like I got the rustic look. Um, uh, I'm, still, I'm still not sure if I'm totally satisfied with the Center City one, but sometimes I'm really, like, wow. Yeah. Yeah, especially since like that was one that I was messing with. We we're trying like at one in design, we we're trying to find a way to like do something that said Gastonia because there's all these like Charlotte skyline designs and all that. Right. And and like my boss, she's like, we've got the water tower and yeah, or the AT and T building. And right. Like, yeah. Okay. So so like that was one thing that I, I started with you know three years ago and and that like I just blew it up because like, I started with a little five by seven and now it's like twenty four by forty eight. Wow. And so that, I, I was just with the transition that I could show with Anna mm-hmm. else. Well, yeah, and then trying to find different places across Gaston County that are kind of iconic. And obviously with 12 different incorporated communities and some other unincorporated communities, like there's so much of Gaston County that's oh, yeah. so diverse. And, and like, but branching away from the, the iconic thing really helped me because I was just like, I'm just going to go for the pictures that I like and go, from, like, mm-hmm. go through what I've got. And from the Belmont ones, like I took all these pictures of these, you know, iconic places and stuff, but it's probably it's probably going to be the one that's just like a couple of the shops from the street corner. Yeah. Yeah, we struggle to find pictures. Like, a, you're right, the skyline of Gastonia, there really isn't a good picture of it, and so we have to use pictures a lot for reports and yeah, yeah. stuff like that, and it, I always struggle to find a good picture of, like, especially our building. Our building's in downtown Gastonia, but you can't it's get it in the picture. It's very boring looking, yeah. too. It's just very, I mean, There it's are very interesting buildings down here. At the murals yeah. now, though, so. Yes, yeah. that's true. Yeah. The one that Bree did on the side yeah. of the building. Oh, yeah. Focus on those, but then they're not very building y, I suppose. But at least that like adds some sort of like a nice kind of pop of color, and and you know, it's got a little bit of a story to it with you know, some of the things yeah. that are interwoven to it. 
And, and, and like through this residency and through that particular painting, uh, the Center City one, I was also able to connect more with Keep Gastonia Beautiful, which I'd, mm. I'd worked with with some students before, like when I was at the early college. And But now they're like, hey, we've, we're working on these things. What do you know? And so like I've made some more connections that way. Oh, nice. With, with that painting. So that, that's another reason. It's a special place. Do you gift these pictures of the teachers to them or no? Do you sell them? What so my goal ultimately is to like get them all, all together in one place so that people, people can be like, wow, look at what yeah. they do. Yeah. And, mm-hmm. and so like I put outrageous price tags on the grids and stuff like that until I can get them all done. Like, and I also did some larger ones that were my teachers that I tracked down. Oh, oh wow. And so like the French teacher that she's, she's named for and like my eighth grade art teacher and That's sixth awesome. grade teacher and... My high school English teacher, who like got me inspired to teach, like I've got portraits of them in masks now, and I want those, and I want the vaccinated ones, and I want, I just want people, cause like I feel like seeing the mask portraits, like they're like okay, cool, and, but like seeing them all together, I feel like really captures like what we have been accomplishing, even before COVID, but like made visible, and so like I would like to get a place to put them all together, and I, I would sell them as grids maybe, but like, and I do commission mask portraits mm-hmm. of if you send me pictures, but like, I don't, I haven't sold those. They're still like sitting in the living room right now. I'm, I'm looking at one of your um, portraits, the mass portraits. And I'm, I'm just thinking if I was like very rich and had a very big house <laughs> with a high ceiling, I would like to put a picture of myself like this, like, you know, over <laughs> the mantle, like you see people do that yes. with their families. Oh, yeah. Yep. yeah. Yeah. That's, so, I love it. That's so good. <laughs> that's like literally the first one I did. Is it really? Yeah. <laughs> Is this one of your is this one of your teacher friends or is this me? Oh, that's you. <laughs> well, it's an ass, but yeah, I can yeah. see it now. Yeah, I love it. It's so good. I love it. My mom was a is an artist, and so like growing up, she would not do as much because she was like taking care of myself and my two younger brothers. But like now that we're all out of the house, like she spends a lot of time doing that. So like I'll send her a picture of my daughter, and like she'll do different like sketches. No way. Yeah. So that's what she does while your dad is geocaching. Is that what you said? So my, my father-in-law is the big geocache. Oh, okay. So okay. he is, oh my gosh, like he and he and my mother-in-law, like they'll go on re- weekend road trips and they'll just, they'll be in geocaching in like Wilkes County or like just all over the place. That's awesome. As far as the gifting though, like my, my father-in-law's birthday was coming up and my husband the day before says, I haven't got anything for me. I'm like, so like I woke up in the morning and like sketched something real quick. Wow. Of, of like, like no him, pressure. him and his dad and. And his grandfather, my husband, his dad, his grandfather, and my brother-in-law, and and my son. My son was on my husband's shoulders, and so like that's a picture we've had for a while. And so like I've seen him a lot. So yeah. I so I do gifting there, and like and his his grandmother's lost her her precious dog, and mm-hmm. so like I did I did one there, and so like there's some gifting, but the mass portraits less so. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, they're great. I love them. Well, thank you so much for, for coming in, for kind of talking about um, your experience in the residency and just some of your artwork. It's been really um, a, a fun conversation for us. Thank you. Likewise. Thank you.